This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. Dr. Brent Jones was recently named by the Seattle Public School Board as a permanent superintendent of Seattle Public Schools. And with him this morning to have a conversation about education and Seattle Public Schools is Dr. Brent Jones. Good morning, Dr. Jones. Good morning, Brother Ben. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm, I'm great. I'm great. I'm looking forward to having a couple moments to talk with you about what's happening at Seattle Public Schools. Well, we appreciate having you on. We're looking forward to this conversation as well. And, Dr. Jones, uh, first of all, you know, congratulations are in order. Oh, thank you so much. We, uh, we, we got it done. Uh, we, we started out in May 2021 as the interim superintendent. And as you alluded to, uh, about two weeks ago, uh, the board appointed me as the ongoing permanent superintendent. Uh, I couldn't be more pleased to serve in the community that I grew up in and I love dearly. So uh, thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. And, and Dr. Jones, let's kind of get into it because these, these are some trying times for all of us. And uh, some would say that we are at a critical crossroads when it comes to education, not just here in Seattle, but in other areas across the country as well. With the advent of COVID-19, you know, schools had to make adjustments in a number of ways, uh, many issues in the system that people were previously able to turn a blind eye to really were exposed as a result of COVID and the transition to new education models was expedited. Uh, and, you know, some of it was good, some of it was bad. Um, but without all that being said, you know, how would you assess where we are with education right now? Yeah, thank you. I, I think that's an astute observation. You know, we, we, uh, we're at a crossroads right now and I think we, should leverage the momentum that we've learned. We've learned a lot of lessons along the way from this pandemic shutdown to the racial reckoning, uh, this ongoing uncertainty. Uh, we need to leverage this to reimagine what we can do. Uh, we, we, during the pandemic, uh, did some extraordinary things. Uh, we turned on access to technology for families and students in ways that we hadn't done in the past. Uh, we, we were able to provide food and essentials to, to families. We were able to uh, leverage technology in ways that we couldn't even imagine before the pandemic. Uh, basically, we can solve problems if, uh, if we're pressed. And I think there's an opportunity now to, to look back and see where are, what did we learn from uh, the last uh, two years? Uh, what did we uh, do well? What did we not do so well? and take those things forward and really start, start to think differently about education. Um, we have uh, 
we've learned that we can use technologies in ways that uh, our students were, were leveraging. I was at uh, Roosevelt High School just yesterday, um, and one of the, the, the orchestra teacher, the music teacher, said that students were making music with people around the world through using uh, technology and Zoom. And so innovations like that are uh, endless and they're boundless, and I think we can emerge in 2022 and 2023 with some new ways of thinking around how are we doing teaching and learning. So I know it was difficult, and a lot of us are uh, trying to trying to manage our wellness and well-being, but uh, there's lots of opportunities that are in front of us if we think about what we've learned from the last uh, two and a half years. Right. And, and Dr. Jones, just kind of what kind of set the, you kind of set the stage for where we're at right now as it relates to the school district of COVID and, um, and beyond COVID. And uh, let's talk a little bit right now about your vision for Seattle's public schools. You know, where are we going and what do you expect or hope to see uh, in terms of improvements in the system? Yeah, so my, my mission uh, as a superintendent is to create the conditions for students to thrive. Um, and that our collective will in the school district is really to create um, have student outcomes that not aren't, that aren't based on race and income. We need to make sure that our students are meeting high expectations and our system has learned to make adjustment, adjustments that are meaningful and relevant and responsive to families and students. I'd like to see each one of our students emerge Seattle ready, that's competitive in their chosen field. Uh, they're great citizens that enjoy serving others. They are. Uh, they know themselves, and they they feel like they've uh, they're self actualized. That they know who they are, and they know what they're about. Um, and this is going to take us to really start thinking about how do we uh, really prioritize educational and racial equity. We've done uh, a great job over the last ten years around developing policies and to developing plans. But now it's time to really have some outcomes. Uh, we need to really buckle down on how we're engaging with families in ways that are that are meaningful and supportive and responsive to their needs. We need to make sure that our our adult behaviors are in line with uh, again racial equity and making sure that we create welcoming environments for students to thrive. Uh, so these are some these are some ways that I want Seattle Public Schools to emerge. Uh, I want us to to have a, an environment where uh, families are welcome into our school buildings and that uh, our, our community, whether it's the business community, philanthropy, uh, families are feeling like uh, they are engaged with this enterprise of teaching and learning that we do very well at Seattle Public Schools. That's the vision. Right. And uh, Dr. Jones, let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges that Seattle Public Schools is facing right now, especially uh, in, light and co- uh, in light of COVID, but also you know, some things that probably date back that are pre-COVID. Uh, and if you could start with uh, some of the challenges that you're actually seeing in the classroom. Yeah, so um, we ha- there's a, across the nation re- regionally, uh, there's a concept called learning loss. And over the last two and a half, or the last two years, uh, we've really had a, a challenge in making sure that our students can stay engaged in learning. While I talked about the, the opportunities with technology, 
we've also seen that our, our test scores are down a little bit across the district. And so one of the challenges, how do we accelerate learning? Uh, and I, I believe we do that with the ways I talked about with how, we, how we're engaging with students, uh, making sure that they have the welcoming environment, uh, making sure that our strategies are sound uh, moving forward. Another challenge that we have is around budget. Um, across the region in Seattle Public Schools, we lost a percentage of our students, about uh, 1 to 2 percent, and that creates a budget challenge for us. And if our enrollment enrollment's down, uh, that definitely hits our budget. And what that causes are uh, disruptions in staffing. We have to move staff around. We have to reduce the number of staff that we have, and that causes disruptions in schools. Uh, and then COVID in general uh, has been has taken away our, our focus a bit. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a, a bit of a distraction, frankly. But what we've done is we've we've done a lot to stand up uh, ways that we mitigate the, the harm from from the disease. Uh, we've spent over fifty million dollars on mitigation. We've administered thirteen thousand uh, vaccinations. We've done over. 36,000 COVID tests, uh, and we've been, we've been able to get, you know, almost 75% of our students vaccinated. So those are standing up, a, frankly, a public health agency has been quite a bit of a distraction. And so uh, budget, enrollment, trying to uh, do everything that we can to keep our students and, and faculty and, and staff safe has been part of the challenge that we've been faced over this last this last uh, couple of years. Right. And Dr. Jones, uh, speaking about the, the budget a little bit, um, because, you know, the, there's been some budget constraints with uh, Seattle Public Schools for a few near, years now. And when you talk about losing one to two percent of your enrollment and, and your your revenues are dropping because of that, you know, what types of impacts does that have initially on the school district, more importantly, on the school level, before you guys have to start making adjustments, does that does that make sense? What I'm asking, because you know, you initially see the budget like, okay, well, this is going to impact this, 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 and that if we don't do X, Y, and Z. And so, if you can kind of let our listening audience some of the things that you guys have to try and balance and maintain in order for you to keep certain things from an educational and the building level at a certain level or at a high level as you can. Right. So. We, like I mentioned, staffing adjustments have, have are the, really the 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 hardest uh, matter that we have to deal with. We have uh, typically uh, new to profession uh, those with less seniority that come in the buildings, and then when we have to make staffing adjustments based on uh, our seniority provisions, they they move. Uh, they're the ones that are most likely to move. That in and of itself is disruptive. Uh, we have some really great new uh, teachers, new educators, new IAs, uh, new to the profession, new uh, vice principals, uh, assistant principals. Uh, and that shuffle of uh, staff is probably the, the number one challenge that we have. And so we try to do what we can to try to mitigate that. We're fortunate that, the, uh, that Olympia has really given us some relief in terms of uh, enrollment. Uh, they've they've uh, been gracious with how much money they've given us, and so we're able to not have as much disruption. But anytime you move even one staff member, uh, give notification to a staff member that they may be displaced 
or have a new job at a, at a different school, uh, you know, the students have this relationship with uh, their educator or their relationship with uh, someone that's serving them. That creates a that creates a, a, a distraction sometimes, and so that's the number one piece. But we we're grateful that we were able to approve our levy. Uh, we had actually an eighty percent, almost eighty percent approval rate, uh, and so we're able to keep some stability in terms of the finances. But uh, again, the staffing shifts are what uh, provide us the the biggest challenges. All right, and Dr. Jones, let, let's if we can talk a little bit about COVID right now uh, in terms of management by the school district and of course you guys are following the guidance of health officials here locally and with the state but you know where are we with COVID with um, the school district and also COVID protocols um, moving forward and I you know they're kind of at a fork in the road it looks like we might be able to you know shift uh, and start moving you know past COVID but then there's also the advent of you know there could be a new variant that kind of pops up so you know kind of where is the district with COVID and COVID protocols moving forward right now not you know especially for the end of this year but also moving forward in the next year right we we'd hope to start in the school year September 1st with um, the COVID in our rearview mirror but we we opened school and we made it through two surges through Delta through Omicron uh, we have a really I think a strong uh, set of protocols. We have a, what's called a continuous of operations plan. Uh, we we know what we need to do at this point. Uh, I, I'm claiming that we're not going to have any more surges, but if we do, uh, we have a, a team that's uh, experienced, uh, battle-tested, if you will, and we know what to do in terms of uh, keeping students safe. Uh, we are We are grateful that the numbers are way down we're grateful that we don't have uh, surges in our schools right now. But if we were to have the unfortunate situation where another surge happens, we, we are ready to respond. Uh, we've, we've had uh, testing, like I mentioned, we've done vaccinations. Uh, we, we know where the hot spots are. We know how to respond. Uh, our, our health professionals here internal to the school district, our nurses have been extraordinary. So, we are ready. Uh, we just want to make sure that we uh, don't take away from, from learning. These are key people that are helping with uh, keeping our students healthy and safe uh, in normal times. And so they've been redeployed to really be that team that's uh, helping to keep our, our school district safe. So uh, in a nutshell, uh, I think we're ready for the next surge. We hope that and pray that another surge doesn't come, but uh, we are we're ready. All right, and and Dr. Jones, speaking of being ready, as a, you know, you, you took the the interim position during a very difficult time as it relates to COVID. Um, and my question to you right now is, you know, what did you learn? What did you learn about yourself? And what did you learn about uh, people uh, about people uh, within the district and your well, the people and your team within the district? You know what? Thank you. That's a, that's a really good question. Uh, I've had to be really reflective around uh, my own leadership and, and what I'm doing and the things that we've done well together is we've, we've been focused. We haven't gotten distracted. Uh, I think we've been able to really lean on our, our school leaders in ways that have been powerful and in our educators. Uh, they've, they've, held, they've held it together for us. And so 
we've been steady through the crisis. We've uh, the board and the superintendent, and my staff. Uh, we we've been on the same page. Uh, the we've really created some strong partnerships with the with the city and public health officials. We've we've been able to uh, be steady through all this. Uh, part of it is that we've had to really test how much we really care about our mission, and so we've we worked through winter break. We work. Uh, through weekends, uh, often, and I think what we've learned is that we we can do this, we can do hard things. Uh, and the other piece that is really just to have uh, quiet leadership. And what I mean by that is let's just keep focusing on the right things, doing the right things, working with integrity, uh, and just trying to keep uh, central office, my team, focused on a lot of the items that could be political, highly charged, so that we can protect schools and they can do what they do best teaching and learning so we've learned that we can do a lot in uh in the midst of crisis and that we've also learned as i mentioned at the at the onset that we have been uh, in a situation where we've had to innovate in real time and so there's opportunities to stand up new initiatives and we know that we can do it because again we've been battle tested Right. And we're speaking to Dr. Brent Jones, superintendent of Seattle Public Schools. Uh, Dr. Jones, uh, let's, let's shift gears a little bit because I know many people in the community would like to hear your thoughts on my next two uh, areas of discussion, really. Number one uh, is the academic achievement gap in the district. I know you kind of touched on this a little bit, but, you know, how does Seattle Public Schools under Dr. Brent Jones adjust the achievement gaps that exist in the district, uh, which have been here for years, quite honestly, um, uh, especially as it relates to black children and more even specifically, you know, black males. Yeah. So we, we know that uh, we know what we need to do. Uh, it's a matter of having the right strategies implemented. So uh, in 2012, we lifted up a policy that we call 0030 ensuring educational and racial equity. And from that, we started to develop a, a strategic plan. We developed the street strategic plan that is now focused on uh, students of color, further some educational justice, uh, with an emphasis on making sure the system works on behalf of uh, black boys and teens. Uh, and through that, we, are, we have what's called uh, student outcome-focused governance. Essentially, we're focusing on outcomes now. We've talked about the process. We've talked about the, the challenges in front of us. Now we're talking about really having gains and seeing outcomes for students. And to do that as a foundation, we need to make sure that we have welcoming environments in every classroom and every building for each and every one of our children. They need to also experience identity safety and so that they can be comfortable with who they are. They need to have a sense of belonging and they need to have uh, a school climate that really focuses on the needs of students that are predictable and consistent. The, the bottom, one of the bottom lines are, is that our students are brilliant. They have these funds of knowledge, and we, we need to treat them as if they're gifted. And so it's an adult issue for us to really start to make sure that the system works on behalf of students. So we're focused on three main areas. So third grade literacy, um, seventh grade math, and making sure our students are college and career ready. And so we focus. Uh, our strategic plan, we refined it to really put our resources, our budget, our time, our talent 
on those three academic outcomes. But the foundation, as I mentioned, were all those issues around how do we make sure that we have a sense of belonging for students first. And then the, one of the keys is, is making sure that we engage families in this learning enterprise. And so we want to make sure that family engagement is responsive and relevant and meaningful so that we know that uh, families, parents, extended family are the student's first teacher. And so we want to make sure that they're equipped with uh, being part of the part of the enterprise as well. So uh, creating that foundation with safety, identity safety, making sure the school climate is right, free of discrimination, and then really focusing on the, the key instructional practices and strategies that are going to get us to third grade reading, seventh grade math, and then making sure our students are college and career ready. All right. And Dr. Jones, what about the recruitment and development of new teachers and administrators within the district? And, um, you know, really, especially as it pertains to um, a focus on representation and diversity. Right. We, we've, um, I think we've had the most uh, diverse workforce that we probably have ever had. Uh, and we've done this over many years. We've been really focused on ensuring that we have a, a workforce that is representative of the students that we serve. We have a, a program, for example, called the Academy of Rising Educators. And, we're, and that's how we're taking those who are what I'll call mid-career professionals serving as instructional assistants or, or in other staffing capacities. And they can come through our program and get a teaching credential and actually wind up being a, uh, an educator in our system. Uh, they were already educators in, in their other roles, but this way they can get a certificate and be, become actually a, a teacher in the classroom. We also have uh, a, just a, a real deep focus in our recruitment, our selection, and hiring process. And like I said, over the last several years, and including this year, we've had the most diverse workforce that we've probably ever had. And so uh, there's a lot of intentionality behind that. Um, I was I was one of the early people to push that when I was the assistant superintendent for human resources. And now we continue that work and we've uh, even surpassed what I've tried to stand up now. And you'll see a, uh, a diversifying workforce. We're not there yet, but it's certainly something that's a high priority for us. All right. And, and Dr. Jones, um, you know, question for you is, you know, what drew you back to education? I mean, you were in the district, and then you left to go uh, work for King County. Now you're back in the district as superintendent. You know, there, I know there's a lot of people out there who's like, you know, why did you come back, especially when you did? And, and especially considering just all the controversy surrounding Seattle Public Schools over the last, I mean, we can say the last few years, but also we can go back and say the last few decades. That is a good question, and, you know, I'm – I'm from here. Um, I went to school here. I, I'm a graduate for Seattle Public Schools. My mother taught at Seattle Public Schools. My my daughter is a recent graduate. And so uh, I believe it's a calling. I believe it's uh, something that uh, I, I just enjoy serving this school district, uh, knowing that it was going to be uh, difficult, knowing that it was going to be rough. Uh, I think we I care about this district deeply. And I know uh, this community very well. And I think be between the, the deep care I have for this district and my knowledge of Seattle 
we can together we can make some gains. Um, one of the things that you've seen me do over the last uh, 11 months is start to really reach out in partnerships. Uh, we can't do this alone. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to have a, uh, a solid working relationship with the with Mayor Harold, uh, with uh, Dwayne, Dr. Dwayne Chappelle over in the Department of Education and Early Learning. So with these partnerships, with this collaboration, with the community, with the Seattle Council PTSA, uh, with community-based organizations, with folks like yourself, uh, we can do this. I can't do it on my own but I certainly have the ability to pull us all together and we can think creatively and innovatively about what needs to happen on behalf of our, our students in, in the Seattle area. And so it is a calling. Um, I, was, uh, I was tapped on the shoulder and asked, would I lead? And uh, you know, my, my head said no, but my heart said absolutely yes. And so I'm here uh, for the long term and I'm, I'm ready to be in partnership with, with those who can help us with this mission of, of teaching and learning. Right. And, Dr. Jones, before I let you go, if I can ask you one more question. I know I promise to have you off by about 7.30. We're just past 7.30 right now, so if I can ask you this one last question. I really appreciate your time this morning. Um, and, and that question is, uh, if, if you could name one thing, and I, I know you could probably name more than one, but the one thing about Seattle Public Schools right now that um, we all – in our community can be proud of or hang our hat on right now? I think we have, uh, as I mentioned, we have the right vision. We have the right, um, we have the right set of goals in front of us. And I think that's well researched and it's well informed by community. Uh, I think the next step is for us to really get those outcomes that I talked about. So, Directionally, we are really sound, and I think the community can be confident that we are lifting up the right things. It's a matter of us executing now. It's a matter of us uh, getting the getting the, the gaps closed. Um, but in terms of strategy, vision, and mission, we are aligned with community, and we know what we need to do. Uh, it's just a matter of doing it. So community can have confidence that we are lifting up the right things. All right. Well, Dr. Jones, uh, again, congratulations. Um, and I want to thank you this morning for uh, coming on the show and speaking directly to our community this morning and just uh, wish you the best uh, in all your endeavors, but uh, more importantly, uh, with your pursuit of creating a, a much better environment uh, educationally for all of the workers and the students within Seattle Public Schools. Uh Thank you so much for your time today, and please invite me back. Uh, We'll definitely have you back on. Have a great weekend.